The podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. To find more podcasts like this, please check out professionalcasual.com. The Professional Casual Network has gear. Check out teespring.com slash store slash professional casual for fresh new swag. A huge shout out to our sponsor, beardeddragongames.online. Pick up all your local game store goodness from Magic the Gathering, Dungeons & Dragons, Pathfinder, or Wafurp 4th Edition, as well as terrain, paints, board games, comics, and more. Make sure to use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout for free domestic shipping or PCME10 for 10% off your total order at beardeddragongames.online. Also, a special thanks to Built Bar for sponsoring the show. To get 10% off your order and to help support the show, use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout or use the link in the show notes. Okay, so, hey, stop me if you've heard this one. Lately, I've been dreaming that I'm a muffler, and I gotta say, it's exhausting. gentlemen this is your host dr <laughs> i can't even get it out straight this is your host d to the d dr d reaching out to you through the supervision free source of infinity interfacing i am joined today by my new partner in infinity m to the q mr quinn uh, mr quinn how you doing i'm doing pretty good dr d you know i'm just sort of hanging out trying to make things happen thanks for having me on though that's pretty cool dude it's like something i've always wanted to do so today on Arachne. We're going to be interviewing my friend and quite honestly, one of the inspirations for the show, Mr. Oof. Quinn, the oof, big oof. So uh, he keeps telling me that there's some story involving his last name. There is. But before we get to that, don't you have to talk about businesses or something? So that's what I like about you, Quinn. You got your mind on the money. Arachne is a part of the Professional Casual Network. If you would like to support the network, please sign up at Patreon and per, or purchase some hot swag at streamlabs.com Professional Casual Network 1. We are also sponsored by Frontline Gaming, and we would love it if you use the link in the show notes to purchase tickets for the events coming up. Specifically, ACO is coming up very, very soon. Unfortunately, there are no Infinity events currently happening this time for ACO, but you can purchase the tickets through that link for any of the other events, I know it includes Marvel Crisis Protocol, it includes Legion, it includes 40K, Age of Sigmar, all those games. If you do that, that is awesome, and I get a pat on the head by the person that's in charge of the network. Give me little doggy treats, they're delicious. <gasps> that's the establishment, I TM. I know, yeah. I know, I'm a yeah. part of the problem. Wow. And we can we can never forget our sponsor, Mr. Laser at Mr. Site. Mr. Laser just finished his prototype tray. I've been using it at my local game night for Infinity, and everybody, except for one war, uh, absolutely adored the thing. It is actually legitimately gorgeous with his laser technique that he uses on, I'm assuming it's acrylic. The There's like a green color with the black on top of it, and he put little hexagons in it, and it's just, it's absolutely gorgeous. And he's he was willing to listen to me, which is amazing, right? Nobody wow. usually listens to me. I know, it's crazy. And he put the little areas for the cutouts for the actual models for the little nubs 
that are a part of the line of fire thing on the base. And it works absolutely incredible. No complaints whatsoever. I have no no doubt in my mind that his finished product will be even better because he could put the actual magnets in them. We're kind of working out the finer details on that, but obviously I'll keep you guys in the know-how. So for the uneducated, inform me and the population at large, before they go to mrlaser.square.site. Well, Mr. Laser makes a very, very awesome third-party game aids, you call them. Mm-hmm. And I have no doubt the more Infinity stuff's going to be on the way. We're just working on the tray right now because that was kind of his his calling card for sure. But it's essentially, if you were talking about the actual tray itself, I mean, I'm sure you've seen a gaming tray. The cutouts in it are very similar to his MCP trays where they slot in. And if they have a magnet on it, once the magnet's in there, you can actually just like slot the little guy, like the little model in there and they, they ain't going nowhere. So oh, wow. honestly, it's, it's incredible. Yeah, you trust me, you'll see it. You'll see it when it's done. It's pretty Pretty nuts. That oh, oh nuts. Okay, so Mr. Quinn, like, what's the story behind your name thing on Discord? I actually don't know. Just as a heads up, this might be really underwhelming. I do hype it up a lot to make it look like I'm really important, but I'm not. So I sort of thought that if I spin this hard enough, then people will be like, oh, okay, this is actually a really big deal. For those of you that haven't encountered me on the Professional Casual Discord, that you can obviously get access to a Professional Casual's website, right? There's a free to free to casual mode you can do that yeah, you, can, you can get in on the casual version also the filthy I forgot casual th- yeah the, the filthy <laughs> casual part of the discord it did actually happen today i was talking to tim and we created an infinity specific tier for the patreon now wow. if you sign up for it i think i called it the, i think the name we decided on was the digital nomads mm-hmm. which i thought was clever yeah and so if you sign up for that you also get access to all of the other parts of the PCN network thing. So mm-hmm. you'll get access to all the live play RPGs. You'll get access to the full Discord and you'll get access to everything else that happens in there. Um, uh, I actually don't know if you get access to the cleanup phase. I He didn't specifically say or not, but that's actually a pretty fun show. I think that's the $15 tier. Wait, is it? I don't know. But if... If you've got a spare, like, two grand sitting around every month, you can join the big bowling boogie tier on the, this, the uh, what's it called? Patreon, that's Patreon. it. Patreon. I'm not, I'm, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> we but got a professional with us. A, some might say casually professional. <laughs> anyway, I gotta know, what's the story? Oh, yeah, that's what we're here for. I was playing Rocket League with one of my mates. And this was like when it had just come out and it was sort of like cool and hip. And I really enjoyed it till I realized that everyone's better at it than me. Then I'm like, this game's kind of shit. So I guess I'll just move on with my life. But my buddy and I were playing and I had a little bowling hat on my car because it was just cool, right? And I'm like, that's a bowling hat. They're fucking rad. And I was sitting there and I was popping off. And my buddy, Daniel, shout out to Daniel. He's like, Quinn, 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 but. Bowling, bowling, Mr. Bowling! And then I scored and it was really cool. And then that's it. I've heard a lot of stories in my life. That's yeah. probably top top Eight. one. one Top oh, one. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. oh, wow. So people may or may not be able to tell from the way that you talk. You happen to be what they call an Aussie, which I think are people from lower New Zealand, right? It is... I believe... Oh, no, that was the other way around. No, it's ridiculously close to New Zealand. Their slogan was ridiculously close to Australia. I am from Australia. That is true. I guess that just depends on whether you think it's real or not, doesn't it, really? Because like I've been told by people at the network when I met them, they're like, oh, I don't think you're real. I'm like, what? What am I? 
Am I not here? Am I in the flesh? And then that person was like, I'm pretty sure you're a stunt double. I'm like, oh, that tracks. So. Is it tr- How much do stunt doubles usually cost? Or is that like a market? Well, there's a guy. So I live in like a small country town and there's a guy in town that's like a drug dealer and everyone knows it. And they call him Day Tripper and he looks exactly like my dad. So we call him Dad Stunt Double. He charges nothing. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. <laughs> Well, that's, you know what? These are the kinds of tips and tricks I need to learn when I come to Ozzy. Yeah, so you can, if you find your double donger, if you will, usually they'll stunt double for free. Wow, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, That's one of the best parts about being a professional casual lady and gentleman. It's the networking and your ability to find free stunt doubles. Yes. Yep. It is all about the interconnecting. Yeah, just meeting people, getting, the best part is definitely going across the planet to stay in a stranger's house because you know them through the Discord. A very I've uncomfortable couch. Yeah. Or you get put up in like a air mattress by no one in particular, thanks, Dan, and it just deflates every night and then you sort of wake up on the ground. <laughs> that's fine. I didn't complain because it was free and those people are great. So that's where that comes in, just that little caveat there. But, yeah, all of a sudden you're meeting people across the world and it is a free couch to stay on, so that's great. And Dan and Danny are great people. Yeah, love Yeah. So being an Aussie, obviously not everyone who listens to this is from Aussie, Aussieland. So I figured this would be an amazing time to actually kind of because one of the most important one of the most important parts of the show that I think is, Mm. again, like sort of the networking where it's like, what's 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 broaden the horizons of some of the people that may not know that people in America are not the exact same as people that live in Aussie. We're in fact different, we have Mm. different cultures. We have different like ways the game. And so I was thinking it'd be really cool to give, because obviously we're great friends. You love infinity. I love infinity. Mm -hmm. I figured this would be a perfect opportunity to kind of broaden. Definitely also played a lot of infinity too. I think that you definitely do not make up 33% of the people that I've played against. Um, (laughs) Nor do you make up probably like a good 20% of games that I've played. That's fine. We, we played a lot together, and I obviously play a lot of people, and I have a completely painted army that is definitely finished. I tour around Australia preaching and playing Infinity Tournaments because I definitely know how to do that and where to find it. Is it true that the current champion is, in fact, a kangaroo or a roo? I wouldn't. I can neither confirm or deny is probably the safest way for me to say that, to answer that one. I, sure. I'm not surprised. Because kangaroos do have amazing tactical skills, like that one video, I don't know if you ever saw it, but like a kangaroo had some dude's dog in a headlock and the dude's like yelling at the kangaroo and he rocks up to it, just like gives it a right hook straight in the face and the kangaroo's just like, what just happened there? (laughs) And it's sort of stunned and it's very funny. That's just, yeah. So who knows? I would not be surprised. Every now and then you do see him just sort of kicking around. You're like, mate, what are you doing? He's like, oh, yeah, just playing Infinity. That's what they say? Uh, Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You see, every time, because here in Massachusetts, in New England, America, uh, I just see a bunch of deer uh, and bunnies running around in my yard. And squirrels? Uh, kicking my stuff over. Not, You know, it's weird that you think it'd be, there'd be more squirrels. There are a lot of squirrels, mm. but there are a lot of bunny in New England. I don't know about in America, but in Australia, they invented a virus for bunnies because there were so many of them. I think it's called Mixo. Mm. Anyway, it basically like sterilizes them so they can't breed rabbits because there's just so many Jeez. of them. So, Because I'm pretty sure rabbits aren't native to Australia. Now, I'm pretty sure they're not. They breed like rabbits, right? So they're like, oh, we'll just give them this disease so that they spread it to each other to stop them from breeding more. Out of all of the wildlife that exists in Australia, that's the one that they feel like they need. Yeah. 
Not the giant spiders <laughs> or... <laughs> no, let's not talk about that. Or the, or the crocs. The crocs. Well, crocs and shit are usually north, like far north, because we're opposite hemisphere, so north is hot, south is cold. Right. Um. So I live down south, so I'm pretty chilling in terms of the crocodile situation. Yeah. So you're one of the winning Aussies. Well, and I'm on the eastern coast, so yeah, I really am. <laughs> Because I can go in the water without getting eaten by a bull shark. <laughs> That's a huge advantage. Right? Yeah, the good old. So, speaking of ways to entertain yourselves by not being killed by a random mm. Australian wildlife, playing model games. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wargaming is very cool, in my humble opinion. And I really like it, but I never thought that I would like it. Although maybe I thought that I might have. It's getting more and more popular, which I think it just is worldwide from games like MCP, especially, and. 40k and stuff being so mainstream and huge and up in everyone's shit with all like the advertising shows and all that sort of nonsense legion as well i think legion's getting moderately popular here don't know australia's got a really weird sphere of wargaming which i guess we'll get into at some point it really highlights how weird australians are if my like because i've sort of been around and i've seen stuff and seen met people in that sort of jazz australians are very very weird with the way that they compete where it's like I think when you play someone like an American, for example, this is just in my experience and like what I've seen on bat reps and stuff, they're usually pretty formal about it and like, oh yeah, we're sort of here to play, so we'll play. Not in Australia. It's just mad shit talking and trying to psych the other person out and just distracting them as much as you possibly can. Or at least that's what I do and that's what everyone else does to the tournaments I go to. So usually afterwards, they'll have a social event where everyone will drink and carry on because drinking so integral part of the Australian society. In America, we have stores, right, that we mm. go to and we play in the back or whatever. Because I know in England, they have things like called gaming clubs. Is it the case in Aussie? Gaming clubs do exist. There's one for Warhammer Fantasy 8th Ed in Melbourne. I came across it, but haven't really interacted with it. Gaming clubs do exist. It is mostly just stores. Our store locally closed down, so now technically we're a club to a certain extent. We'll just message each other and like go together, go to someone's house and just play war games for the day. Which game do you use? I really, really love Bolt Action, like a stupid amount. I never thought I would like a historical war game as well, but Bolt Action is phenomenal. It's a lot of fun. The ironic part is the day of this recording, I just got home from playing Bolt Action. Oh, really? What army do you play? I got a bunch. They're all winter themed because for some reason I'm obsessed with snow. Okay. I absolutely love it. Hence why I moved to New England. But I was playing my winter German. Mm. I also have winter Americans. Mm. And then we were just talking about starting the new combined arms map thing. And we were going to do the most snowy place on the planet. North Africa. So I'm going to be playing winter North a- North African. Teams. I've heard that winter in North Africa is very, very cold. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There's snow everywhere. Yeah, that's what I mean. That makes sense to me. It's Northern Hemisphere. That's, that's how what everybody works. says. Yeah. So um, I play <laughs> late war Germans and I have an early war Germans army, but mostly play late war because I really enjoy them. What have we got locally? We got Australians, Brits, Americans, and Italians are the main armies going up. It doesn't happen very often. I sort of pioneered it because 40K is just so entrenched in these clowns' minds that they won't try anything else. So I was in there just pioneering at the local store going, we need to play something else. 40K is crap. And they're like, no, no, it's really good, man. You don't get it. I said, if it's so good, why do you spend 90% of the game being shitty with it? 
G- GW Notorious, I know even some, a lot of Americans already know this, but the supply situation in Ozzy, I've heard atrocious. Oh, yeah. You should try playing Middle Earth. I play a lot of Middle Earth. That's all the tournaments that I go to in Middle Earth because for whatever reason, it's insanely popular in Australia and New Zealand because I guess because it was filmed in New Zealand, maybe. Everyone loves Middle Earth that's played it here and it's just huge. Middle Earth models are always out of stock. It's out of stock so bad to the point where everyone says just print it. At official events, they go, just print it. You're never going to get it. Just print it. Get China cast. Even in America, it's actually really difficult sometimes to get Middle Earth. Models. Yeah, they don't like it. Games Workshop don't want to stock it. Which is so weird. Yeah. It's like, Honestly, in my opinion, it's their best system. It is their system. best system. It is their best Easily. system. Oh, hands down. How many other games let you like feel that your heroes actually matter, but not in a way that it's busted? I mean, because the whole just might system. Yeah, the meta currency system is phenomenal. It's great. It's so I good. just don't know why they don't do more of it. This is this is what sold me on it. Climbing, jumping, and swimming rules, baby. That's all I'm in it for. I will absolutely go out of my way to climb, jump, or swim on something in that game. But something that I did know, and I guess we'll get into this a little bit more in the when we talk about meta. In Australia specifically, we love very terrain-heavy maps for Middle Earth. No one else does. And apparently that's just our shtick. In terms of logistics, just across wargaming in general, it is impossible. I waited six months for the Tyranids Codex for Ninth Ed. I waited 12 months for the MCP Core Box, 14 months for Hulkbuster. What else did I wait really stupid long for? I waited two years for the Battletech Core Box. Two years? Yep, two years, yep. And then the price went up. From when I ordered it, so I had to pay like an extra half of the box. It was great. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stock in Australia is horrible, and it is so hard to get anything. I know that sometimes 40k would just become impossible to get. Um, games Workshop are usually pretty good because they're the biggest, and that's what that is. Smaller games, like I really want to play Blood and Plunder, which is just pirates. Can't get it in Australia. Full stop. Cannot get it. It'll cost me like four hundred dollars to get the core box by the time it ships from so- America. One of the store, the stores, what, the store that we went to for the tournament uh, for, for the last episode, uh, it was just laying on the floor, and like we would almost trip on it because there was there was so many other things. I'm so jealous. I really want to play pirates and have big boats and just like cruise around. It's really cool. So I I think I don't remember where it was actually made, but I think it was either first demoed or created in the town that I was I actually like grew up in. Holy crap! Which was in Florida, which is Orlando, which is funny, right? Because Crucible was like the local big event. It wasn't like that big, but it's gaining steam. It's it's a pretty nice event, mm-hmm. and I remember seeing it. I was like, oh cool! Like there's like and then that, back then it was just like the little sloop where it was like the, their first boat. Yeah, okay. Now I think it's like their second edition. Yeah, or it's the at least their Maynard and Blackbeard box. I think was really big. It's huge. Like Which, the box itself is gigantic. Like it, it is huge. actually can, massive. It's a weapon. Yeah, dead ass. It's a weapon. Uh huh. Hundred percent. So it's, I really want it. It looks so good. I had my eye on it for a while. I can get it through one supplier in Australia, but now that my local store is closed down, I literally can't get it. So you win some, you lose some. Butts. Yeah, it's it's horrible. But yep. so like, even if I like like say I went to a store, bought it, and I'd be like, oh my boy, Quinny boy wants this, and I wrapped it and sent it to you, it would probably still cost like four. It'll cost more than what it cost to buy the box to ship it. That's insane. So, um, that is insane. Yep, yep. One of the people in the professional casual Discord, Leroy, we all love Leroy. He went, hey, I've got a Pathfinder second air book. Does anyone want it? I'm like, lol. Yeah, okay, ship it over. And he goes. Oh, where do you live? I said, Australia. And he goes, 
all right, I'll just check the shipping. Like, you just pay postage and then you can have the book for free. I'm like, yeah, 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 that's cool. Uh, It was $120 to ship the book. It cost $90 to buy the book. He sent it to my best friend and gave it to my best friend instead. So there you go. That's fair. Uh, So why is it so expensive? They blame COVID for it. There's conspiracy theories that it's China's fault, but obviously we're going to get into that. And just, I I don't know, whatever happened during COVID to shipping prices, especially Australia Post was like, it's okay. It's only for the COVID time because we're understaffed. When we go back to normal, we'll reduce all of our prices. Nah, man, it cost me 50 bucks to ship plastic templates from the UK to here. $50 for three pieces of plastic. Nuts. Why don't you just go out and find like a really cool looking rock? Use that instead. I may as well. (laughs) I don't know why we use things but that's why 3d printing is incredibly popular in australia currently because of just shipping just shipping full stop shipping just kills so many people here because i imagine that a lot of this stuff is made in china you know Mm -hmm. and china is pretty close yeah china is ridiculously close and we have so many trade deals and like tax deals and all that rubbish with china i don't know much about it because politics is just a nightmare but and just yeah it just sucks it just sucks and shipping from China will take three months. Easy. No matter what you're buying, it will take three months. You could walk to China quicker than yes. three months. Yep. That's nuts. Yep. It might be free shipping from China, but it'll take three months. I imagine as far as like entertainment goes, and we're going like way like off, I get not even off topic, I guess, but if I were to go to Aussie land mm-hmm. and I and I was like a 10 year old, what do I do for fun? Well, so I was a 10 year old in Aussie land once. Wow. I got told to go outside and I had no friends, so I just okay. went outside and like played around with sticks or whatever but with giant spiders and roos well giant spiders aren't super common but kangaroos are moderately common i don't know i live in like a built-up area when you get out of town they sure it's pretty similar to america like when i was growing up because video games was still like a fledgling thing like they're nowhere near as big here as they are in the states you just sport was really common everyone played sport of some sort video games um Arcades didn't really exist. Things like bowling and stuff that sort of works. There's a lot of playgrounds and facilities like that for kids to play on nowadays. So, because like in America, like as a doctor, I could truthfully say this, getting kids <laughs> to go outside in America right now is literally impossible. Is it that hard in Aussie? I don't know. It's a case by case basis. And I assume it'd be the same there. Or maybe not. I, I don't know. But here. That's why we're doing this, baby. We can't assume anymore. Yeah, exactly. Here, people are very active. Australians have a very healthy and active lifestyle comparatively. So the worldwide health statistics or whatever dropped a couple of months ago. And Australia rated like really high for activity and like nutritional intake and being healthy people and then ranked some of the lowest in the world for alcohol consumption because we all drink too much. So it's sort of a little bit of taking a little bit of give, isn't it, really? Like I know, it's all about balance. Yeah. Everyone <laughs> that I know balance. does something physical, even nerds. <laughs> like a lot of my very nerdy friends, like one of my most nerdier friends works at a rose farm which like sell roses to the whole world and it's crazy um and he's just insanely physically fit because of it he's just a massive nerd roses roses yes yep really yep. what 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 physical activity do you during like rose like picking digging holes and planting oh, and like okay. the yeah not picking roses more of like i guess you just call it agriculture don't you really kind of farming farming straight up farm, farm yeah. simulator 2023 sure yeah that's yeah, it. yeah that makes sense yeah so in order to so okay so like as far as like nerd culture stuff goes i'm assuming most of your books are digital for a lot of people yes but people will still just wait for physical books i have 
all of my like tabletop RPGs are physical books. There's no way I'm picking up a PDF. For army books and stuff, people will just, yeah, they'll just wait for the physical book. Like even the Tyranid Codex, people were just waiting for it or otherwise maybe getting a PDF if they were really chasing like meta and stuff. But people just use Battlescribe. Like why wouldn't you? People just use that. Yeah, unreal. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Well, yeah. A lot of that I actually did not know. That's Listen, the- that's what I'm, I'm here to spread the word of the people. Okay. So Infinity, like, you know what? Let's let's tie this back. So I come to Aussie land and I'm like, oh, I forgot all of my Infinity stuff back in the States. I really want to pick up an army. What do I do? Cry a little bit. That's your first. <laughs> it's definitely the first step is to just go, this is going to cost way too much. Infinity is pretty cheap. It's on the cheaper side. Bolt Action is probably the cheapest war game that you can play. One of like the mainstream ones, I guess. 150 bucks for an action pack. Because it's not too bad, because in America, like a Pano action pack, it's like 110, 120. I guess it varies per faction. I didn't know that this was a thing, but 110 to 150 bucks for even the code one starter sets 130. So, and that's dollary dues as well, which is probably like 80 bucks US, which is probably pretty good. It's Infinity is really reasonably priced here, and it's actually one of the cheapest war games that you can play, probably worldwide as well, I want to say. Because small model count, you buy one box, you're good to go. For the most yeah. part, yeah. But if you're it's, like it's me the- and you get secondhand Ariadna stuff, that's everything in the action pack except the Ratnik. Can you get the Ratnik outside of that? No. So I have to spend another $130 or whatever just to get a Ratnik, which is great. I'm not even sure if the Ratnik's like great, but I'm assuming you're just like me where you have the collector. Yeah, I just want it. I just want it. You just need it. Yeah, I just it. want it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that's just, yeah. That's dumb, but Infinity is cheap to get into, and that was probably one of the selling points that got me into it, because I was at the House of War, not a sponsor, that's the largest um, gaming store in the Southern Hemisphere, and I was talking to one of the blokes there. I thought I was there for like an hour. I was there for three talking to this bloke. Turns out that we worked on like the same construction sites and stuff, so that was pretty cool, but we were just shooting, yeah, right? We were just shooting the shit and talking about like, oh, what do you guys play? This is what we play. He goes, "Eh, we play this, 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 and this, and... He goes, we really play Infinity. I'm like, I've heard about it. What is it? And he started like bashing on about it, talking about it. I'm like, that sounds really good. He goes, judging from what you play, it sounds right up your alley. I'm like, put it in my alley. Let's get it done. So I bought the Crimson Stone Code 1 set with Ariadna and Nomads. Cos- yeah. yeah. yeah Cosmoflot. Yeah, Cosmoflot. Yeah. And Corregidor. Yes. Good, great box. Yeah, a really good box. I have two models painted from it. So wow. I'll do them at some point. Have you seen the new patchers that got announced? Not the new patches, no. Yeah, it's a new unit from Cosmoflot. They legit are just StarCraft Terran. That's pretty cool, though, isn't it? They're amazing. Yeah, yeah. As soon as I saw, I was like, "This is legit, legitimately one of the." That's pretty rad. I really like the look of the Chernobog, but apparently, I can't run it in TAC. So, so you play TAC? I play TAC most. Well, that's because like I got this secondhand lot because my buddy owed me a bit of coin, and I was just like flicking through. I'm like, "Oh, buy this for me." He goes, "Yeah, whatever, done." And I just got that. Uh, like, I have no idea what I'm getting into, but I have TAC now. So I have TAC. And then I bought an ALEF Force, which you were privy to, I guess. Um, and that's all new in bar- oh, built, but pretty well new. I haven't really touched it or dicked around with it. The good news about TAC is that they won the event that I went to a couple. There you go. I'm the greatest. I picked the best things always ever. You sure did. And we're going to actually have him on very soon to talk about how he did it. Oh, that's really not that I need the help or the knowledge, but that would be good for those that do. Yeah. People that want to become more like you, a winner. Oh, yeah. yeah, That's (laughs) what I am. Pick me for that one. Yeah. 
All right. I'm convinced. So you'll and as far as podiums go, you get gold, silver, and not to brag, but every tournament I've gone to, I've taken home the wooden spoon. Congratulations. Thank you. Man. I actually the last Middle Earth tournament I went to, I won a puzzle because I sucked Ooh. that fucking bad. <laughs> <laughs> what were you playing? Six models. Of were you doing? Mordor? You were doing the Black Riders. No, I wasn't. I uh, it was a. I think it was four fifty points. Uh, it's a narrative tournament. It's called Axor Sword. It's run by David Leonard. He's a really cool bloke. Really knowledgeable. He's one of like the big names in Victoria, the state that I'm in. Um, and he runs this every year. And you basically get artifacts for your heroes, and then you can like kill other heroes, take their artifacts, and so it's a constant tug of war between good and evil. So I was on the evil side and then he made group chats on Facebook for the good and the evil teams, the good chat my buddy was in and they had like a couple of conversations about tactics. The evil chat was all just shit talking and we're like, how can we absolutely screw up this tournament for everyone else? Let's take the dumbest list we possibly can. I'm like, I've minimized air quote to be six models beat that. (laughs) I was like, okay, I can't do that. So I took a goth mug, Sword and Shield, Shag Rat full kit, which is, yeah, a beast. Shag Rat's oh, the, the man. He's, a he's the man. Yeah. I took <laughs> the Mouth of Sauron on horse, and I took Gore Bag, Cardouche, and a Moron or Captain. The fastest I lost was 30 minutes, not to brag. And they two hour rounds, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So. so, how much? You got a couple drinks in? You got a couple adult beverages in before the next round? <laughs> well, that was unfortunately a alcohol free event but the dude that kicked the shit out of my ass i was like all right but let's go get lunch and hang out because we've sort of become mates so and that's sure one of the greatest things about i guess doing tournaments in general i don't know what's like in the states but i've made so many mates i'm like a rock star when i roll in man because i travel like four hours to get to these tournaments and make a whole weekend affair out of it and like, i had to travel like four suburbs over this tournament's so far away like yeah whatever kid so thankfully, you are also privy to the, the the glory it is going to a tournament. Have you gone? You so you haven't gone to an infinity tournament? No, I I'm not scared, so don't think that I am. But yeah, I might be a little bit scared because <laughs> we've played a couple of games and like some of the mechanics that you were throwing at me, just like core mechanics for tournaments and stuff. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm not ready for this. So the good news is, is that. Every Infinity tournament that I have gone to, you will walk away learning something. Oh, yeah. Well, that's just Infinity, baby. Like, it's... It's it's nuts. It's such a sometimes. good game. It's got no business being as good as it is. No, it really doesn't. Mm. I honestly, one of these days, I hope to meet with the, the, the guys that created and be like, how dare you? How dare you <laughs> make something that has entertained me as much as it has, yeah. you big jerk. And how dare you make such good metal models? That just makes no sense. Go home. Go to bed. I, I love metal me models. Me too. In... In my best Ozzie, friend's a metal what model. Is, like, oh my gosh, yeah. that's incredible. What is he lead or pewter or what is he made of? Next question. All right, cool. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so the if for anybody who's listening to this, we, we're going to make it Infinity themed because we're an Infinity podcast. Oh, wait, this so isn't if, the Elite Eight Showdown 3? No, we're going to get to that. Okay, okay. so Ooh. Elite Eight Showdown lives on in all of our hearts. It does. So if you are an infinity year or a prospective infinity year, what you need to realize is that unlike a lot of other games, you are going to specifically know the scenarios that are coming up at the event. If you don't know the scenarios, it's not a real like what you would consider like an ITS event for infinity. You will know the scenarios that are coming. So the glory that is 
an ITS event is that you can make your lists because they're usually like a two list format. You get to make your lists based on the scenarios that are coming. Now, let me give you a tip. If the scenarios aren't conducive to like very specific list building strategies. So as an example, for my next upcoming event, there's looting and sabotage, firefight and highly classified. So this is tournament strategizing episode with Mr. Bowling. Yeah, I definitely know what I'm talking about, too. So you just throw in what when as soon as I say something wrong, okay? If you don't say anything, then everything I said is perfect, right? <laughs> that's how this works. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. So uh, that's the social contract. So everybody knows what's happening. With those three, what you need to do is you need to take the least common denominators of like what is the main thoroughfare that you're trying to achieve with the mission. Highly classified, big objective themed one. What you do is you essentially flip over some cards out of your highly classified deck, and then you and your opponent are trying to do the exact same classifieds. The problem with that is, is that you don't know what they are before the game is. So you have to kind of just hope that you have the specialists that you require for whatever the missions are. Mm -hmm. So you probably need to have a doctor. You probably need to have an engineer. You probably need to have a hack. So you sort of need a jack of all. Correct. So that would be what I guess you could call like a all comers like type list Odd. because it's literally you don't know what you're going to do. Yeah, it is. Really yeah. So between the and then firefight is essentially a kill mission, mm-hmm. but it has a higher number of classified cards that you'll get privately. So, again, you need an like more specialists, yeah. but the but the actual mission rewards you killing specialists. So one of the main objective parts of the game is that whoever kills more specialists will get more points. So in a weird way, you want enough specialists to be able to do most of the cards, but you also don't want a lot of them because if you do, you're essentially throwing your opponent. And that's kind of one of the things that makes Infinity so interesting is that you have to deal with like these weird paradoxical situations where you're sometimes you want something, but you can't, but then you also have to take into account, oh, I'm also in a gunfight and you have to have models that can go on the other side and like kick over their trash cans and all their Cokes and replace them with Pepsi. <laughs> Whoa, that that's We're a talking maniacal stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's crazy. That's, that's why we play this that's game. That's picking sides. Dang right. Mm. So now, and then you look at the third one, which is looting and sabotage. You require no specialists. It's just you wake up in the morning and you choose a big cup of violence. <laughs> you got to go run over there and you got to find their air conditioning unit and you got to throw it on the ground. You got to make fun of it. Mm. And then you got to steal its its lunch money and then you get to leave. I mean, that just sounds like growing up here. So you have to pretend that you're a Rue and you're running into uh, some bloke's house and you're pushing over all of his stuff and you take all of his nachos. Yeah. That's what Rues do, right? I Very specifically nachos, yes. Huge Mexican population and cuisine. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Connoisseurs. Uh, you guys are connoisseurs of Mexican cuisine. Yeah, absolutely. We don't have three Taco Bells. In the entire country. Yeah. Yeah, that's only a really recent <laughs> thing, by the way. Wow, you must be like hashtag blessed to be able to live near a Taco Bell. It's four hours away. (laughs) So you is that a part of the whole weekend trip thing? If I feel like eating terrible food, yes. Because when I landed in America the first time in 2018, and I like met my best friend face to face the first time, I was like, I want Taco Bell as my first meal. And his mother said, no way are you having Taco Bell for your first meal in America. Then I went to a Mexican restaurant. It was shit. So go figure. That's terrible. Yeah. You go, you go to Taco Bell and you know what exactly. you're getting. That's what makes it so good. Yep. You know what you're going to yeah. get. Yeah. Yep. And it's always super messy and gross. Oh, it's God, so, so good. Yeah, I know. It. It's disgusting. I love it. I took my boss there to the one in Melbourne. And I'm like, just so you know, this isn't Mexican food. 
this is fast food. And he's like, yeah, whatever. And then he's eating it. He's gone, this is the worst Mexican food I've ever eaten. Like, Ben, it's never going to be good. That's not the point. (laughs) But yeah, Taco Bell, relevant to infinity. Yeah, absolutely. So make sure when you go and build your infinity list, you think about, okay, how long is it going to take to lose my match so I can run to the local Taco Bell? Or the local toilet after Taco Bell. <laughs> you got to make sure you have enough time for both, yes. or otherwise you're just going to ruin your whole tournament experience. Yeah, no one wants that smell whilst they're playing Infinity. No, no they sure don't. Mm-hmm. But to kind of quickly sum up what I was saying, if you're building a list for an Infinity event, especially if you're in Australia, you want to make sure you think about your list construction, because unlike in 40K, where you bring the list and then you just kind of square peg in round uh, hole situation oh, yeah. in Infinity... You got to come in with the, the the correct shape knife in order to get the job. Yeah, and that's probably one of the biggest lures for Infinity is that like building a force for a match is so much more interesting. And the factions, from what I've seen, I mean, I've played a lot of Infinity. I've played a wide array of opponents. <laughs> there is so much difference between each faction that actually legitimizes them. There isn't... And so it's... Ro- it's ironic you say that because a lot of people are complaining lately that the all the factions are becoming more homogenous. Well, I was just joking. It used to be even way more different. Wow. No, I think it's still okay. I think there's like a, just enough difference between them, but you could definitely tell that they're trying to like cover weaknesses of factions so that people buy more things or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But you can like, when I played an N2, factions were so wildly different. Okay. Like crazy, crazy, crazy. So in order, and, and you're just coming into it and right now you still think it's crazy different. Yeah. Between the factions you have played. Yeah. I mean, which is amazing. There was I think it's a great. bit of, I call bullshit on like Invincible Army. I think they're dumb. Just straight up. Oh, man. Yeah. Here we go. I, well, I'm playing Ariadne. I have no heavy armor. I have no, like, multi-spectral visor, at least in my army, I don't, because, once again, I didn't build this army. I just bought it. With Tack, I think Lieutenant, whatever his name, Vasilius or whatever Vasily. his name is, I think he has an MSV. Sure, I run him every game. I definitely know. He was a lieutenant last time yeah. I shot him. Yeah, you shot him, and I went, oh. Then you were in loss of lieutenant. Yep. Yeah, that was great. Every time I have camo on the board... Everyone rolls one against it, and all my camos gets deleted anyway. And that's the whole point of my army. So I just get, I just get fucked over, is what I'm saying, pretty well the entire time. I will say that the the learning curve of Infinity is steep. It is but yeah. once you like get into that flow state. Oh, it's so it's so good. Yeah, I mean, even in the games that I've played, once again, lots of them, it's a lot more engaging and it's interesting and it makes me actually think about the game. Whereas most war games, are like I'll just duke it out and just see what happens. Yeah, if you do that in Infinity, you're going to... Yeah, exactly. Just duking. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's awesome. Obviously, we're going to play more. I've kind of been thinking about playing something a little bit new to kind of spice things up, so I'll play something I don't I don't know how to uh, Is that private Infinity life not being interesting for you anymore? No, I can't. It's just... No, I got I got to expand my horizons. <laughs> wow. we, I need new armies, Quinn. I need new armies. Yeah. It's not you. It's me. Yeah. It's yeah. Me. I'm tired anyway, and I got a headache. So, all right. Listen. It's been fun talking with you, but... There's a whole new format that I'm going to try and introduce for interviews. You have no idea what's about to come. I don't. And so I hope you really enjoy this as much as the listeners do. I am basing this off of another podcast that I listened to a long, long time ago called Life After the Cover Save. If you've listened to them, I absolutely love them. Uh, I still do. I can't listen to them as much as I used to anymore, but I'm a huge fan of them. And they had a bunch of questions they would ask people to get their like nerd origin story. So it's a word association game. I hope you're ready. So. Quick explanation of the rules. I'm going to give you some, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you two prompts. You can answer it 
literally however you want. So as an example, hey, Mr. Quinn, left or right? And then you can say up. You don't even need to pick one of the ones I'm giving you, but I'm going to give you two prompts. It's up to you to what you want to say. Also, completely and total lack of framing. If I say blue or red, blue or red. It's a, it's They're just words. They don't mean anything, okay? Wow. You put right. a lot of thought and effort into this. Like I said, it's from a different podcast that I absolutely adored, so I figured I'd steal the idea and see if I can get it to work for me. That's how the greats are made. Yeah, absolutely. It's art imitating art, as they say. Okay, mm-hmm. so, Mr. Quinn, these are the elite eight questions. Ooh, yeah. please come back. Totally just thought... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day. I don't know. I, I don't know if Chuck listens to this, but I. I oh yeah, and he's like he, he may he, or may not be coming back. I don't. He know. will not listen to anything that he's not on. Okay, so he has no idea. We could talk about him all we want. Here. We can say anything we want. He's a big silly Billy. There, I said it. I really like him. <laughs> don't tell him I said that. <laughs> well, he won't know. I won't well, tell exactly. him. He'll never know. Great. Okay, good. All right. Hey, Mr. Quinn, are you ready for no. the elite eight question? Now okay, I am. Here we go. Yep. <laughs> now, okay. Now we're ready. So, first question: Marvel. Or DC? Marvel. Why? Fuck that, was a, that was a quick answer. Whoa! No. I will, Whoa. That's a hill I will die on. Batman's fucking lame. Superman's fucking lame. And Whoa. anything else is irrelevant. The Joker's cool, but like... But again, so again, no connotation. Maybe I was talking about the Batman miniatures game. Never played it, never will. Wow. Wow. Uh, you see, it's a fun, it's funny. A friend of mine just sent me all of the Red Lantern core, which I've kind of been excited to paint. I thought the lantern was green. Wasn't that the whole point? There's all different kinds of colors. Red is rage. So Atrocitus is the leader of the Red Lanterns Corps. There, there's a member of the core. His name is Dexstar, and he's the galaxy's most angry kitty, and he vomits acid rage blood. Yeah, but Marvel had asbestos, lady. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. He also had typhoid Mary, literally. Yeah, well, there you go. Beat that, DC. All right, there you go. I guess we got an answer to number one. Yep. Question number two, Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat? He's perplexed. I see him on video. He, he doesn't know how to answer Yes. Remember, you don't have to pick one of those two. Yeah. Those are just words. Uh, pinball. Pinball. All right. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. Classic answer. I don't like question. fighter games. Um, I Once again, arcades aren't really a thing here, at That's least true. in my area. They were like, my boss says that there was one back in like the 70s and stuff, but that was also a whorehouse, so it closed down because conflict of interest. <laughs> sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and two, two diverging populations yeah. coming yeah. to that place. Yeah. So, sure. um, no arcades, nothing like that. You see an occasional pinball machine. Um, there are like bar arcades and stuff. There's a big arcade in Melbourne. Well, there's a couple in Melbourne that we go to pretty regularly, but they're all modern games. So sure, yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe one day you'll know. Uh, I already have a feeling I know the answer to this. Uh, this one, these, this question was specifically put in here because of you. Oh no! So I hope you're ready. Forty k or fantasy? Fantasy. Absolutely. Such a quick answer. Uh, absolutely cr- the correct answer. Forty k is cool, and that's where it starts and stops. Like that's the game, fair. the game is crap to play. Everyone that plays it hates it. Just at least everyone I know that plays 40k is like, man, fuck 40k. It's fucking, oh, fucking, this army's stupid. This army's dumb, blah, blah, blah. Nah. So this, this is up. what I've, this is what I've boiled it down to. People don't play 40k. Well, again, there's exceptions, right? Everybody yeah. thinks, but at least I didn't, I never played 40k to play 40k. I played 40k to hang out with people. Yeah, I guess. That's and that what was, it is. yeah, that's one of the, Biggest things where, once again, I was like pioneering in my local store. I'm like, why are you playing this? You don't enjoy it. Let's have fun. And you play can play a game of jacks better. and have the amount of fun that you could have. Yeah, like straight up. It's pretty yeah. crazy. Yeah. But yeah, Warhammer Fantasy is just cooler, better lore. I like fantasy more. Um, 
The game system's cool. I've never played it. I was too young. I know that you and I have talked about this a bit, but like I was just too young and didn't even know the wargaming was a thing. And by the time I realized it was dead. So it's coming back. Oh, I'm so excited. I've been rebasing my Dark Elves. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I rebased everything to 20 mils because I have Dark Elves for Cities of Sigma and Age of Sigma, worst game ever. Why don't I just change this to a fantasy army? Like I just I like fantasy better. I'll just do that. So I changed it all. And then Games Workshop was like, hey. 25 mil, my mother. (laughs) I am so glad they finally announced the actual size of the bases. I'm really annoyed that they didn't just say these are the sizes for everything. I know. Thank you. It's like most things will be like this. It's like, what does that mean? Yeah, they're like all infantry will be 25. And then people are like, they're going to change the size of ogre bases and they're going to be 50 mil. It's like, no, they they won't. That's dumb. That's actually stupid. Because they clearly want less models on the field which means yeah. they can charge a higher premium, I guess, is probably their theory behind it or something like hey, that. I own an entire Bretonian army, baby. They ain't going to get a cent out of me. Well, I got a high elf army entirely for free, fully painted based, and it's beautiful. It's like 4K points or something. Cost me high nothing. Elves. Yeah. Heck and then yeah, I have my dark elves. And then I've like started collecting dwarves because dwarves are cool. They are. And like I know that one of my closest buddies here will play dwarves. And that's how I will be able to play fantasy here is going to be through him. And that's the only way you can play dwarves. You go, oh, I really like Warhammer dwarves. Like, yeah, but so if you play high elves, you can reenact the war of the beard. That is true. Yep. Think about it like that. Yep. Anyway, so next question. This one's specifically for Tim. So if you're listening, Tim, we love you. Is it GIF or GIF? This should not be a debate. <laughs> They're just words. I'm just saying, I'm just going to say those words. It's GIF. Is it? Yes. I know that the dude that made it calls it GIF, but he's wrong. <laughs> He's straight up it wrong. It doesn't help that he's the one that wants to make the problem. I mean, yeah. No, it's, it's like good. it's like Lucas in Star Wars, and, and instead of calling them like the, the Gungas or whatever, instead of like the actual name that he that people call them. Yeah. It's like, guy, come on. You're not helping. You're yep. not helping. Yep. All right, so pretty pretty firm on the on the actual on the gif. Well, I don't know what you want from me, man. <laughs> I'm not wanting anything. These are just words. You don't oh, want to answer right. okay. You're just saying words. Yeah, I'm okay. just I'm getting angry. I'm angerizing myself. Okay, so here we go. Um, this is going to be a two-parter. Oh. Okay, so Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Easy, a quick answer. Quick. You're so firm. You know what you like. Oh, I am so opinionated. <laughs> and I'm stubborn, too. So there you go. This one will probably change every single time I ask this question, but the second part of the question, Han Solo or Lando Calrissian? Ooh. I don't know anything about the expanded universe. Don't worry about it. Yeah, the, I mean, they took they kicked all the books out, so I guess yeah. you kind of have to I mean, base it on the movie. Lando Calrissian was really cool in Solo. I enjoyed Solo. He that was. was. Cool movie. Yeah. I really loved the robot. As as weird and quirky as the, the yeah. labor droid thing was, it, I love, I did actually like her, I say her, whatever it was. I really liked it. Yeah, it was really, it was sufficiently, I, for lack of a better word, like inclusive, you know, to the, yeah, 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 to yeah. the current state like, yeah. of, yeah. For the state like, of the I world, really, we have to include everything and everyone. So I love the quirkiness to it. Yeah. It was it was you were going to do something like that that they did it the right yep. way. It was I out of left field it. and it was shocking in a good way. So many people don't like the solo movie. I don't know what it is. I kind of I didn't I, like the yeah. end. I loved like the heist part of it. I really enjoyed it. I really liked the stuff that was going on on Corellia. He's from Corellia. In the universe, it's like the big spaceship planet. But I, I absolutely loved all that stuff, that criminal yeah. underworld stuff. Super do you uh, do you dabble much in the Star War? I have a really weird history with it. 
I think Star Wars works best when it's not involving a single family in the entire universe. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. As soon as you're like, oh, let's kind of expand into things where it's like, oh, this is what the underworld of Nar is like. That's like super interesting. Yeah, it's really cool. I think that this is really controversial, but all of the Star Wars movies, like the main nine, they're all the fucking same. They are all the yeah. same movie. They, they specifically all say all the same movie. that they follow, you know, it's like, because uh, Lucas specifically says it's like poetry. It just goes in or whatever. But <laughs> it's like the, it's like some of them stand out more than others. Like obviously Emperor Strikes Back is probably considered the best. Revenge one. of I really the enjoyed Sith. It. Amazing. I really enjoyed Revenge of the Sith. I, I don't love it. Liked. I mean, again, like the fight stuff at the end, like the way it ends, it's like, okay, maybe like. No, I think that it's really good. Um, but once again, I grew up in that, in the prequel era. So when I was a kid, those were coming out. So they're a really big deal. And I didn't realize that like episode one was dog trash. And I didn't realize that two was just like teenage angst. But it's it's really I, I think that it's great. It's yeah, they're, they're my favorite trilogy and, and it's controversial and it's whatever. But that's just the way it is. It's crap. And I know it. But all Star Wars is crap. Like if you watch the original trilogy, it's all just soupy shit. Yeah. And I agree with you. Like the expanded stuff is where it gets interesting. Yeah, because I, the foundation of Star Wars is so goddamn cool. I love the old Republic, and I'm so sad that it got clapped with the Disney acquisition. Now they're doing the High Republic, which is kind of cool, but not as cool. I'm hoping that it's the way it comes out is as good as even half as good as like. Could you imagine Shatterpoint if they had like Revan? Yeah, they should have just done the old Republic. Like what? It's so cool. Jedi and Sith Wars. I'm all about it. It's so goddamn cool. Something that I totally wanted out of Legion was like, oh, hey, when you're doing like CIS versus Republic or whatever, Mm -hmm. Republic should have a unit of like Jedis, like a unit of them that just runs around and just eats things alive. But it should be like crazy expensive. Yeah, they really need to do that. That's a big ball drop on their behalf. I And I honestly think that if you had an old Republic era game where you had like units of Jedis and Sith charging each other and fighting and so the soldiers, cool. it would be amazing. Yeah. I would play the Bullocks out of that. Yeah, it would be really cool. It's just a missed opportunity by Disney just straight up because that foundation and groundwork's already there. And it's already been written and it's already ready for you to just slot them in and go, we'll just make some stuff for it. And then it'd be really cool. Yeah, it just sucks. And they're, I mean, to some extent, they're starting to pull out some of the extended stuff like the Thrawn. Thrawn, I think is how you say his name. Yeah. Like pulling some of that stuff in. So it's like, maybe who knows? Maybe they'll pull it in. I guess that is kind of what the High Republic's like sort of supposed to be. Anyway, thanks for coming to the the Star Wars podcast, uh, Arachne and Infinity. Uh, yeah, with, well, to tie it back to Infinity, Infinity is just cooler, isn't it? It is. <laughs> yeah. The lore is so much more the interesting. Setting, yeah, it's, well, they're not just focused on a stupid family. It's all actually yeah, interesting. Everything's fleshed out. It's really cool. Infinity's great. Okay, so next question. Dub or sub? Dub. Dub. Yeah. Like, really? I don't, I don't watch anime or anything. Like, it just never really... I don't like the I style. I didn't say... Sir, I, I know, never said anything I know, about but that's, anime. That's what you're hinting at, and I know it. No. <laughs> even, like, action movies from, like, the 80s and stuff, you know the ones where it's like... Mm-hmm. Um, what about, like, Hidden Tiger, yeah, uh, like, yeah. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon? Or yeah. Whatever? You want that dubbed because it's hilarious to watch. It is t- it's terrible. It's yeah, it's so, so good. And the translation's always wrong, and it's great. So you're a dub... You know how many people I know would fight you in a walk I don't give a fuck. Lot? They can try and fight me. Wow. No, straight up. You just up. gotta bring your... You gotta bring your rose-picking friend, and then they'll just, like, back up. It's... Yeah, I don't know. People are dumb, <laughs> is what that comes down to. <laughs> I fair. like... I like the King's English, 
because I speak the king's English. And apparently <laughs> sure. that's controversial. Wow. Yeah. I mean, especially because there is a king again now. All right. Yeah, well, I was going to say the queens, but Lizzie, please Rip. come back. Yeah. Rip. <laughs> She was she was a pretty good head of state. She's rad, man. She's so cool. All right, last question. PC or Mac? <laughs> okay, PC. Okay, yeah, I feel like Unless you're doing thing. music recording and editing, then you have Mac. There is no so, other reason you'd have a Mac. Going Now, oh, hold on a second. So I don't like Apple products. I'm not a huge fan. Going through my community college, one of my professors was obsessed with Apple products. Absolutely. I'm obsessed. so sorry. It was awful. So when we did his, because he was one of the biology, which you have to take when you want to be a doctor, right? So I was taking bio two, and every single time you did a lab, we would have to do the write-ups on these Macs. And every single time something would go wrong. Yeah. Like the mouse only has one button. That's so dumb. Why don't, why don't you just have two buttons? They have the command function button. Like, piss off. Get out of here. Yeah. Like, I just want to get an A in your class, bro. I don't want to figure out how to work <laughs> a, a stupid Mac. Macs are dumb. And people that stand by them just haven't used a PC before. I feel like I haven't seen Macs for a long time. One of my I, friends I got, had one, see, and she dropped, the like, three grand stuff. on it. And it was just like, like, did you really just drop $3,000 on a computer? And she's like, I need it for work. I'm like, whatever, dude. Just <laughs> No, you don't need nothing. <laughs> you don't need nothing. Yeah. All right, well, I, I feel like. School and stuff. It was fucking stupid. That's the question I think I need to replace because just thinking about it, I'm like, I don't even know if people still. I don't think they do. Um, even Apple versus Android, it's Android. I like the freedom and usability of it. And they don't yeah. give me iOS updates, sorry, OS updates that specifically tank the performance of my phone. So I buy another one. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let's, uh, you know, can't, can't, don't speak too far on that or the podcast is going to, the, the frame rate's going to drop. Oh yeah, you're yeah. right. The bit rate will crack bad. <laughs> yeah, it's just going to plummet. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, what'd you think of that? You did, you're the first contestant of the elite eight question down. I really enjoyed the Elite Eight question down. I think that some questions could have just been changed, but that's because, like, you don't know me. I don't know you. I don't even know where I am anymore. It's so. true. Like, I couldn't make references to Australian, like, culture because I don't know anything about Australian culture. Mm, that's true. Even though our private calls are a little bit more inclined toward that, but that's a story for another day. <laughs> that's fair. That's the second interview episode. We'll talk about that. Yeah. All right. Is it true that all women there are blonde? No. Oh, okay. See, see. Th- <laughs> Wait, where did that come from? Well, there's this person that just like uh, it came to me in a dream, right? I, you know, oh, that's that's in, completely fair and reasonable. Yeah, and he says, "Hey, all Australian women are blondes." I'm like, I don't think that's true. And then he disappeared. And then I forgot about him in another dream. And then I remembered it again in another dream. Wow, it's Australian complicated. Women are blonde. There you go. I mean, that's it, what everybody says. Here's 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 a zinger that's probably very controversial. If they have curly hair, they're crazy. Is it the C? Is it C for crazy? Must be. You just think about every woman you've known with curly hair, and men, I guess, to a point. I don't really spend much time with them, but think <laughs> sure. about it. Are they insane? Do they have curly hair? You're like, yeah, all right, valid. And listener, I think that's a great thing to leave you on. So uh, make mm-hmm. sure you let the paranoia set in and. Yep. You really make sure you check everybody that has curly hair. Yep. Give me a crazy go, check. Then you'll start thinking about it. And then all of a sudden you go, ooh, Quinn's controversial, but he might be right. I'm like, yeah, well, listen. He's, <laughs> he said, what is Because they the didn't meme? eat the crust on their toast, but. The Falcon meme where he says, uh, how could you, he's, uh, he's out of line, but he's right. Yeah, that's he's it. Out of, he's out of line, but he's yeah. All right, Quinn, we did it. I think Oops. we made a podcast episode. Oopsies. <laughs> all right. Hey, yo, guys, if you're listening to this, thanks. 
Thanks, man. Uh, hear me out. We really need five-star reviews. Uh, we've had some ex- exceptionally crazy good reviews so far, and I really appreciate it. Every single one of them brings a little spike of dopamine straight to my brain, and it tells Tim that we need more Infinity content. And if we get lots of reviews, I can make it happen. I just need the ammo to do it. Is if, if I get more likes than all of his shows, I get to become John P. And I'm going to push him on the ground, and then I'm going to take over the I'm pretty excited for that wrestling match, actually. Yeah, it's definitely going to be televised for sure. It's going to be muddy. It's going to be gross. It's. it's I heard it's going to be the big bowl of boogie. (laughs) Well, you know what? You'll get to be the emperor, the one that does the thumb up, thumbs down thing in the podium. Okay. Okay. Well, make sure you keep your eye on. uh, It'll cost me $7,000 in shipping to send that letter, but expect (laughs) it. I'm excited for it. I won't read it if you send it digitally. Oh, no. Because what if I put it inside of a Pathfinder book? All right, done. Okay, all right, cool. We'll make it happen. So, guys, <laughs> you know where to find me. I'm Dr. D. You can find me on Discord at Dr. D at 4340, or you can email me at furypainting at gmail.com. I am Quinn. You can find me on Discord at Mr. Bowling 1927 or just hanging out on the PCN Discord. There's a chat there called Elite Eight Showdown. We'll get danceled. You can speak in there and just tell me about how you feel and then if you join the discord actually with the free trial whatever premium freemium version there will be a channel called keys make sure you put your keys in the bowl it's very important that and make sure you show your favorite cycle gif in the cycle yeah yeah i (laughs) discovered that this morning actually i've looked at it like the cycle that's a game tim's been put on a Bikes. Nope. Someone took my keys joke and just sent it to the next It's dimension. been ruined. It's been ruined yep. by the community as, as everything else will be. <laughs> yep. Everything innocent will be destroyed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. It. So thanks for listening, Nomads. Make sure you keep it popping out there and don't let Aleph get you. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this show, check out all the other great shows here at the Professional Casual Network. Like what, Danny? I'll tell you. On Mondays, we've got the Lost Omens podcast, our Pathfinder 2E actual play, hosted by me, playing through the Extinction Curse AP. Also, streaming on twitch.tv slash professional casual network at 7 p.m. Eastern time, you can check out, oh yeah, the power phase, our Marvel Crisis Protocol live battle report show. On Tuesdays, the podcast version of, wait, did I roll a wild? Our Marvel Crisis Protocol Povlog is available. On Wednesdays, alternating releases on the Patreon, we have Settling the Southlands, our homebrew Wolforp actual play, and The Slithering, a Pathfinder second edition actual play. And on Thursdays, live at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash professional casual network, we've got, wait, did I roll a wild, our Marvel Crisis Protocol povlog. You can also check out back episodes of Elite Eight Showdown and the first 39 episodes of the Lost Omens podcast, the first 24 episodes of Settling the Southlands, and the first handful of episodes of The Slithering on the YouTube at youtube.com slash the professional casual.